We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Fans in the Pro. My cost is Deuce McAllister. We wish we were sitting here talking about the playoffs tomorrow, but... We knew that we were not going to be, and so here we are. This will be the final fans in the pro, at least for this football season. And Mickey Loomis spoke today to the media. I talked to Mickey yesterday for the Saints hour a little bit, so no no real surprises, nor did anybody really expect any surprises. I thought it was interesting, like you I said. I think you, I beg to differ, and I hate to interrupt there, but... Uh, it's your show you, too, you, babe. You, 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 you did have, um, I don't want to call it a fraction of people, but... Um, there are some individuals that wanted some surprises, and I don't know who they've been listening to or what they've been reading. But uh, from our viewpoint, there were necessarily no surprises. You talking about Dennis Allen's job? Like they wanted to make it official? Like, hey, make, hey, is is Dennis Allen still the head coach? Yeah, he's still the head coach. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean I, I, did you go to tell miss a press conference that we've that we fired him? No, he's the head coach. Yeah, I mean, but you had some individuals. Well, maybe since they hadn't said anything, that they've decided to part ways. I mean, it was just, you know, it's, it's weird. It's weird in, in a sense. Yeah. Like, uh, I think either Mike Triplett or Nick Underhill said, well, there's no opening. <laughs> Maybe Sean will come back. Yeah, well, there's no opening. And so really that is the next phase will be for them, for the football team, will be going through uh, all the evaluations, uh, from a player standpoint, when you would leave on the, you know, the coach would address the team. What, are the pl- what would y'all do? What would y'all ever kind of meet back with the coaches or or your position coaches? What, was there any kind of off season evaluation? Yeah, you meet you meet with your position coaches before you left. You meet with your position coach as well as your the overall offense. First, the overall first the team gets together. There's a team meeting. Let's just say it's at nine o'clock, ten o'clock, nine a.m. Whatever. End, end, end of the year team meeting. Pretty much it's always different because if you know that you're not in the playoffs, you start the process of cleaning out your locker. And for some guys, if I don't have a contract going forward, that may be the final time that I have that locker. If I do have a contract going forward, maybe they reconfigure the locker room. Maybe they move some guys around. So I may not have that same locker. So you take everything no matter what? Nine times out of ten, normally you do. You always uh, confer a little bit with the uh, um, with the equipment guys. Hey, look, are you guys going to be doing any re- renovations? Are you moving anything? You know, because some of the guys, are, if they're still rehabbing from an injury, then they still are coming to the facility. They're still working out with the trainers. They're still doing things of that nature. The other thing that goes into that is uh, maybe a player has to have surgery. And this comes up with the Michael Thomas situation. So if a player has to have surgery, then he has to stay. You know, he'll stay and he'll meet with the team doctors. Hey, look, let's let's go ahead and uh, schedule this surgery for X Y Z. The player may stay. You mean stay in town? Yeah, stay in town. Yeah, yeah, he has to stay because normally guys um, leave and go to their home city, or they may go to their college city, wherever they're from. That's that's what guys normally do. 
So it's not automatic that every player stays here in New Orleans once the season is over. Now, if I'm established and I have kids and a family that go to school here, then, yeah, I may stay for a little while. But nine times out of ten, even that player leaves, you know, to kind of decompress and get away from even the city and, and different things of that nature. So that that's what you've had going on this last week with those players. So not only from a team meeting, team meets, you'll meet with the head coach, you'll meet with the trainers, team docs. Hey, Doc, I got this going on. Uh, I need to get this checked out. All right, you need to get MRI. You need to get X-ray. And then from a head coach standpoint, it may be the head coach normally, normally he will meet with each individual player. He will meet with each individual player. So what you do from there, you break from offense, you break from defense, and you meet as a group. That may be the last time that you see some of those players because some of those guys are free agents. And they won't be signed back. Some of those guys in that room uh, won't be bought, brought back. Team choice, whatever. Some of those guys in that room are retiring. So that may be the last time that you see them in a football capacity. The other part of it, that works offensive defense. Now you break, you break out into your position groups. And from a position group standpoint, um, some guys will stay and watch that last film. But normally what happens is, all right, I'm going to get with my coach and we're going to talk. Hey, look, when do you leave town? Uh, Coach, I may leave on Wednesday. All right, uh, let's get together at some point and talk about where you are as a player. The one word that Sean always used, and I I would say it's probably common now in the building, you're either an ascending player or a descending player. So that means you're either getting better or you're getting worse. Very rarely is any player just at that even, you know, even keel where they at. Are they getting better or are they getting worse? And so you have that eval with your your, your position coach. Hey, look, I could have got better at this. I could have did a little bit better at that. X, Y, Z. One of the things that they've done this week is they've, hey, look, guys, we're going to take a couple days off whether that's three days, whether that's the week, whatever it may be, we're going to take a couple days off. Everybody, take a deep breath. Go be with your family. We're taking this week off. And that's that's probably throughout the building. For one part of the building. Now, the other part of the building, uh, from the scouting, college scouting, man, they, they, they are wide open. Yeah, they're kicking into high gear. They're, they're, they are wide open. And so from a college scouting standpoint, that side of the building is 100 to nothing. Pro scouting is I'm going to give them 75 to nothing because even though the Saints aren't playing, there's still players that they're evaluating. There's still players that their contracts are coming up. So every move that you see with, say, what's going on in, in, in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, you've got scouts that are monitoring that. What's going on in, in uh, Las Vegas with, 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 with Carr? You've got scouts that are monitoring that. And so New Orleans just has a board. They have a board, and they're just watching it. You know, they have the quarterbacks ranked. You have quarterbacks not necessarily ranked, but uh, for Aaron Rodgers, let's just put a color up on it. He's got a certain color. For, for, for Derek Carr, he's got a certain color. One of them may be free agent. One of them may be elite. One of them may be average. One of them may be very good. And they will have, you know, just dots and marks about those players. 
But what they'll do is at some point they will bring all of that information. They'll bring it to to to, to, to uh, Mickey Parrington. They'll bring it to Jeff. They'll bring it to Dennis Allen. They'll bring it to, to, to Mickey Loomis. And they will take all of this information and say, okay, do we think this guy will be will come available? Do we need do we have a need at that specific position? Here are the pods of players that we think that will be available. And here are the pods of players that we think fits into what we're doing from a program standpoint. All of this goes on while they still have to worry about the draft. And then there's a whole third pod of my own players that you're worried about. And so from my own player standpoint, I'll get back to that. Those players will meet with their coaches. Those coaches will then themselves, whether the player thinks he's ascending or descending, uh, will give those players, let's just call it a, a, a letter grade. Let's call it a number grade. We'll call it a number grade. So whether that's 70 through uh, 70 through 80, whether that's 90, whether that's 100, whatever it may be. That coach puts a number on his own room. The players that he has on the roster, even a free agent player, he will put a number on that player. All right, we need to get um, two at this position. We need to get one at this position, different things of that nature. And he will rank even his own players. That player may have gave an assessment of something that was totally different from his own coach. But that coach has to be able to turn that in and now those same key people from OC, DC, head coach, general manager, uh, and, 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 and Jeff, um, Ireland, and, Ireland and, and, and Mickey Parenton, they will all look at this information. Then they will give their own assessment of what that player is. So you've got three different groups, the player, the coach, then the uh, staff, given their assessment of, of a my own building, players outside of the building, and then draft-eligible players. That's all going on right now. Good gosh. So let me – we're going we're gonna to talk a ton of football today. We are going to take a break here in a little bit and talk uh, Pelicans who play tonight in Detroit. And then for a lot of the show today, we're going to be talking what I call Deuce 101. And if you listen to our broadcast, Deuces, and we talked about this at the end of the season last year, that you have a, a, you're great at what you do, but you also want to educate the fans. You want the Saints fan base to be the smartest fan base out there. So you don't, you give them what the play is or what the route is, and it's going to be a football name. And so you and I, in the course of the game, don't always have the time to go back and explain it. I mean, it's just a fast game. And so there are a lot of things that, I've written down over the last couple of years to kind of flesh out, and that's what we're going to do today. We even have a, a, a whiteboard in here because it'll be. I'll put some stuff up on uh, social media down the road, but it's just going to be some of the things that you say, and we don't have time to really to flesh it out. It's going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to it. But you did part. This originated from you telling me, and I want I want the smartest fan base. In, in the NFL. Yeah, and I, and I think we do have a, a really good educated fan base. And shame on you if you don't listen to our broadcast. <laughs> but um, it's hard to be able to stop and really explain during the game exactly what we're seeing or what some of the uh, acronyms mean or even some of the 
huddle calls mean? I mean, I think over – if you've watched the Saints game and you've listened to us over the years, then you've been able to pick up some of it. I mean, because it's almost not, not like a repeat. But some of that terminology, some of those oh, yeah. words and some of those things, uh, we, we, we should know what they mean, some of those terms. Now, here's, here, here's the catch in, 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 in saying all that. They do change it. Some of them are hard across the board. They still mean the same thing. But some of the calls as far as what the team uses, that may not be what it was two years ago. That may not be what it was 15 years ago. And I'm sure that they've changed some of it. But we get a pretty good idea from a structure standpoint. And even from what the Saints do, I can give you a pretty good feel for what, the opposite team is doing as well. I may just not know their terminology as as well because obviously I haven't followed them as close as I do the Saints. No, it's going to be there's it's mostly it's not I wouldn't call it routes. I mean there's some there's some No, know. I mean we can talk routes. I yeah, mean no. because like 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 Sluggo, Sluggo is on there baby. Yeah, Sluggo, Sluggo that's across the league. Right. I mean and so it's just yeah. not the Saints that are running Sluggo, Sluggo. Right. You know, you 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 talk about uh What's another uh, formation um, or a play that everybody runs? Uh, leak. Leak, leak, leak was one that every team ran last year. Every team ran leak, and it normally was tight end leak. Uh, the team that kind of, I don't want to call it, made it famous was San Francisco. You know, the 49ers ran a ton as well as uh, the Rams. They ran a ton with, uh, oh, what's a receiver that got? Cooper Cup. Yeah. Cooper Cup. And so, you know, you, you, you talk about leak is, is, is one that across the board teams run. Yankee is another. F- Man, these aren't on my list. God yeah, no, it. but I'm just saying not, not only, not only uh, it's a route name right. that, okay, you may not call it Yankee, but everybody knows the play because it's Yankee as far as the concept of the play. Right. All right. Well, that's going to be coming up. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk to Jimmy Patsos, talk about Pelicans, and we'll spend probably the rest of the time just Deuce 101. So keep it right here, wwlamfm.com, always free on the Odyssey app. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Fans in the Pro. My host, Deuce McAllister. We're going to talk a little Pelicans, and then we'll get back to Deuce 101 today on this, our final Fans in the Pro. But tonight, it's the Pelicans at 6 o'clock taking on the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons 12-33, and 33, the Pelicans 25-17. and 17. Jimmy Patsos, former college basketball coach and now an NBC Sports basketball analyst, joins the show. Jimmy, welcome to the show. Hey, it's an honor to be on here. I always love, you know, ever since you got that C.J. McCollum trade last year, it's been so interesting to be on your show. So I'm blessed and grateful. And I'm also grateful for Deuce McAllister's friends at Ole Miss. My buddy owns the library, Deuce, down in uh, Oxford. And I know you've been happy with that football result. But I'll tell you what, it's been an honor to be on you guys' show because whether it's LSU basketball or the SEC basketball stuff, but what C.J. McCollum came in here and did last week, him and I'll tell you, him and Valanciunas came in here and gave it to the Wizards. They're down Zion Williamson, and they're down Brandon Ingram. And they come in here with Nazi Mohammed, who's a, who's a D.C. kid, and whether it's Alvarado or whoever. But they came in under man and just took it to the Wizards the other day, and it was so impressive to watch up close. Well, you talk about our, our, our buddy, our buddy that owns the library. You know, he 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 hails from that area over in the. Uh, oh, Johnny D, you yeah. do know your stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's, hey, can we, we be we, can we, we be back. clear about something? The library is not a library, right? Well, no, you get, some study, you get some studying done <laughs> okay. in there. Yeah, just want to make sure that, you know, I had a you get some studying. Idea, you know, huh? it, it, it may be a, a, Point a of clarification. Yeah, it, it, it's a different studying that you're doing, but there's some studying that, going, well, we that goes on. We had one in Fairfax in County, which yeah. is called the library. But, but, but Jimmy, I, I have to ask you, you know, I have to give you your props as well, because the last time that we, we, we talked, you were very, very high on the, on, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. I mean Brooklyn. I mean you you were very very high on them. This was before well, I, I did do I did a show and I said this is honest. I said I right now the Brooklyn Nets are going to play the New Orleans Pelicans in the finals and I got a lot of you know it's eighty to one if you combine those two and people came out and said are you crazy but the Nets you know they need they need Kai, they need Durant back but you guys when Zion was playing I think and when Ingram comes back but the Nets he's picked the the Nets have got it together and, and you know hey Deuce you've been in these locker rooms. When Kyrie Irving just plays, he's a great player, right? No, I agree a hundred percent. And this was before this was before Durant got hurt and everything. But they were they were they hadn't went on the roll and the run. But you called it. I mean, you nailed it. And you know, I, I had to give you your props about that. But yeah, from the locker room standpoint, you've got to have a belief. And then uh, Kyrie is a phenomenal, phenomenal basketball player. But they've picked it up and they've really jailed behind. Uh, uh, Coach Vaughn and some of the things that he's asked them to do, and so I'll be interested to see if they can stay afloat. Uh, why why uh, KD is out? But you know, to, to talk about this Pelicans team, just give us your overall thoughts. And I know that you got an up close uh, shot at it to see how they were able to perform uh, without uh, Ingram and without Zion. You know, who will probably be out. You know, another couple of weeks there, and hopefully they're hoping that they get Brandon back while they're on this uh, road trip currently. They thought they were getting him back. I know it's a five-game road trip, and you'll beat the Pistons, and then everything's fine. Look, top four is a big deal because you're hosting. Top 
three is really a big deal because I think sometimes that one, two, three just don't lose your first round very often. They're in third place in the West. But you're talking Nazi Marshall, Trey. Trey Murphy's been a good draft pick. We took Corey Kispert, who's also been good. But Trey Murphy was two picks behind him. He's a real player. I think Herb Jones has been a great anchor on defense, kind of a leadership guy. But my guy's Alvarado for you. Dyson Daniels is another good pick. David Griffin has had some really good picks. And we know this. You guys both know this, Mike and Deuce. You know this. After the first four or five picks, football is probably a little deeper. But in basketball, after the first three, four, five picks, it's kind of a crapshoot. And Dyson Daniels has turned out to be a nice pick. You know, Herb Jones was a pick that a lot of people weren't sure about, but he's the one that kept Alabama together. You know, Primo's already out of the league, et cetera. That, that Alabama team went to the Sweet 16. And Najee Marshall's a pickup from – he's from D.C. here. He went to Eleanor Roosevelt High School, who's just a grinder from Xavier that's found a way. This is a really good team. But when you put Ingram back in there, who I think is an all-star, and Zion's just – his percentages – like, we have Porzingis here. When he's on the court, his numbers are phenomenal. You know, he shoots 60%. It's just, can he stay on the court? Now, he's not quite as physical as Zion, but he's had a great year for us, and that's why we're in the hunt for the playing game. When Zion plays, it's just a phenomenal athlete, different look. But Ingram's a real all-star. Like, he's a real bona fide all-star. You're talking about putting them around Valanciunas. I think C.J. McCollum, he's probably not the MVP, but I think he's the most important person to a franchise what he's done molding that since he got there and the fight they showed and working with Willie Green. And we talked about a deuce with Jack Vaughn. Sometimes, you know, Steve Nash might've been too good of a player to be a coach. And I think you guys know where I'm going with that. Like sometimes you gotta have the grinder guys that can understand what every player does. Jack Vaughn's the guy from Kansas, but he wasn't a blue blood guy and he had to work his way into the league. And so learn how to survive. And I think Durant, and Kyrie clearly respects them. They've found a way to have everybody go. What I like, Deuce, and I was going to ask you about when you played, were you ever with a great player that wasted too much time on other stuff? I don't care if you name him or not, but Kyrie was wasting so much of everyone's energy on that other stuff. Jacques Vaughn's got him, hey, man, we just got to worry about the next game and the scout and getting out there for the tip. Like, be healthy, get out there on the floor, and leave everything else alone. And the rest of the teams rallied around it. But he's an awfully good player, Kyrie Irving, when he just plays basketball. Did you have a guy that you played with like that, that if, if he could have just focused was an unbelievable talent? Oh, I mean, you 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 worry about yourself in that in, in that statement as well, and you know, not only from another player or teammate, it's always questioning yourself: Am I doing enough to be able to get the best out of my ability? And I think the, the, the one of the key things there also that maybe Steve uh, wasn't able to do was just from a connection standpoint and a respect standpoint. And so to 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 know that I think obviously Steve, you know, he would not have been able to do the things that he did throughout the league, particularly as from an MVP standpoint. He worked, he worked, but I don't know if some of the players respected how he got the opportunity. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, they didn't realize he was a Canadian kid. He be he made his name. I was the assistant in Maryland, and Jock Vaughn was on Kansas. They went to Arizona State and played in the first round. Steve Nash made his name beating Maryland and taking Jock Vaughn in Kansas to like overtime. And he came out of nowhere. But then again, he was a two-time MVP. But I think Willie Green has done a phenomenal job for you. And the question is, is I, right now it would be you versus the Grizzlies. And I know there's 41 games. We're at the halfway mark. The Nuggets, other than Jokic, I like your team better. Now, Jokic is an interesting guy. 
I think John Morant, you know, CJ McCollum and them can play him. Actually, like in Valanciunas can play their big guy, and it's it's an interesting matchup because you guys. I know you had that trade where Stephen Adams left you and went to them. That would be the most fascinating matchup to me. Would be in the second round of the playoffs, two versus three. Right now, I still think you can get to number one. It's a crapshoot. The West is wide open after the first three. You're the first three. Sacramento has been a really interesting team to watch. They got the Herder trade. Sabonis is there. The Aaron Fox contract year, all that kind of stuff. And then the Clippers are the outlier because we have, they have John Wall, who we had. If George and Kawhi Leonard get it going, you're talking about two phenomenal players. I mean, it's two ridiculously good players. But to the, are they deep enough? I don't think their guards are good enough. I just don't think their guards are good enough. So I got you. I, my most exciting matchup would be the Grizzlies. And the Pelicans, I got the Pelicans winning, and then I got you beating Denver, and then I got you going to the finals. That's what I have rolling to the NBA finals. Yeah, I think one of the things that obviously is going to determine a lot of that for not only the the Pelicans, but a lot of other teams in the West. I mean, uh, how will the health of the Clippers, they hold up? You know, you, you, you've kind of been a load management with, with Kawhi, and, you know, can they keep it together? Uh, can AD get healthy for the Lakers? Do they avoid uh, the play-in, or do they miss the playoffs altogether? I do like yeah. the trade they made. I can't lie. I like the guy they got from the Indiana Pacers. That was a really good trade they made. I was surprised, but that was a good trade for them. Oh, I, I, I agree. I mean, but when you look at it overall, the, the, the question becomes, you know, from a health standpoint, how healthy are those guys? And then, you know, what happens with Phoenix? Do they get it together or do they move on uh, from Aiden uh, at, at the trade deadline? You know, Aiden was a problem, but you had to sign him. Phoenix, they came here and the Washington handled them. There's no Booker. Without, I love Chris Paul. Huge Chris Paul fan. Know him from Wake Forest days. Great player. Love him. Durable, feisty, plays hard, wants to win. You guys had him there. And he did well for you. Got you in the playoffs. He can't win it all. He's just, he can't do it himself at his size and his age. Aiton's really good, but there's some issues there. Cam Johnson, who's who they miss a lot because he can shoot and defend. But when Booker's out there, you know, the, the two interesting guys you have in the West to deal with are Booker who's just some one-man wrecking crew. If Booker's going, and then Doncic, who beat Booker in Game 7, which kind of shocked the world last year in that semifinals of the West, and that's kind of what set the stage for the Warriors. If the Warriors get healthy, and the Warriors, remember, the Warriors are not afraid to go. They have stated, we will go over the luxury tax times 10. They don't care. So what move they make? Do they have one more run? I mean, Curry's clearly the guy. But the Suns are so intriguing when Booker plays but when he doesn't play, they kind of have no chance. The Mavs are just built around Doncic. Your team, I like the Pelicans' depth. You have a lot of depth and a lot of experience. You have a lot of different guys that can play. And Larry Nance Jr. has been a real find for you. I got to give David Griffin and, and Trajan Langdon and everybody really credit because Larry Nance Jr. has played better than I thought. Once he's doing a guy out of Cleveland, I know it was a different situation. He's really given you good minutes. Well, Jimmy, I, I, you've uh, you've made our evening, especially our booth producer Charlie Long, with your prediction. So nobody hopes you're right more than this booth and this studio today. So we hope your predictions for the rest of the season are great, continued success, and as always, appreciate your time. We we appreciate you guys, and hey, hang in there with our young guy Mavic man, not down there at LSU. I know they're running into the SEC gauntlet, but everybody out here thinks he's doing. Remember, I'm on the East Coast. They're really pleased with what LSU basketball is doing. But you're going to find out quick in that SEC because that is one tough conference in basketball. Take it easy. All right. Thank you, Jimmy. We will take a break as well. Come back. We'll begin Deuce 101, our first class and our last class. 
Take a break here on Fans in the Pro. Mike Austin, McAllister, WWLAMFM.com, always free on the Odyssey app. Welcome back, everyone, and welcome to class. Deuce 101, something we talked about at the end of last season, just wanting to make – he is, uh, as the analyst, always wants to have the the best and brightest fan base, and the Saints fans are are like that. But there are things that that Deuce will say during the game that we just don't have time to get back and and ask about. And so that's what we're going to go through. That's what we're going to spend the rest of our time doing is Deuce 101. And don't worry about it because I'm recording it. We have cameras in here, so we're going to – we even have a grease board if we need it. So this really started – with this year in Green Bay with special teams and Peter. Tell Peter, me. Peter, Peter. Peter, 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 Peter. Get away, get away, get away. That 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 is the signal. Uh, and you have to wave your hands. You have to wave your hands. Get away. The motion is get away, get away. That's That starts high school. I mean, most coaches, most coaches will holler pepper. Most coaches, some coaches will holler danger. You know, but the, the, the most common is Peter. And so that is telling uh, the blockers that are running down, trying to block the gunners, the guys that are uh, on defense or the return team, that they have to get away. No need to blocking because here's the worst thing that, that a returner wants to do. And this is this is on a returner. He has to be loud enough where those guys that are blocking, now they turn and go the, go the other way. Because what that means is the punt is short and I can't catch it. So it is going to hit the ground, hit the ground, and possibly touch you. Touch you, right? So I want everybody to get away. Don't worry about blocking anymore. And as a player, once you hear that word, you start. Technically, you're supposed to start running towards the sideline. If you're close to the sideline, you're supposed to start running towards the sideline. I mean, but you stop blocking the guy that you're blocking, and you want to get away from the football. All right, pizza. Pizza and and most of these are offensive terms. Now there are some defensive terms that I'll I'll give give you as well. Pizza is basically um, an offensive lineman and a running back slash tight end slash fullback switching their responsibilities. So you may get a a heavy call. A heavy call is um, basically an offensive lineman telling the back, hey, look, I got a heavy call. It may be something inside of me. An offensive lineman is telling the back that I've got an inside player inside of me. So he may yell out, I'm going to step down and take the inside guy, and your job is to take the guy that's the next closest guy. So pizza just means we're switching. You take mine, I'll take yours. You take That's mine. You yeah, you take mine, I'll take yours. But I got to give you a reason why you're taking mine and I'm <laughs> taking yours. Right. So, I mean, there's calls that guys are making. And so, if, if you hear a lineman call out heavy, 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 then normally that means he's got somebody inside. And he's telling the other guy that I want you to squeeze down with me because the quickest way to the quarterback is where? Straight line. Straight to him. Straight to him. Straight to him. So normally that's A gap, B, straightforward. C gap, the quarterback should be able to see that. Normally he's going to feel it. But if I know my line is squeezing down, now we've protected. You always protect inside out. Right. We protect the, the, the quickest lane to the quarterback inside out. So now we're going to squeeze it or we're going to give a heavy call. And so now that back knows, hey, look, 
my offensive lineman is going inside, and now I pick up the guy that he was going to block or the closest guy that he was responsible for. And that's whether you're a tailback, whether you're a fullback, whether you're a tight end. All right. Class is underway. Peter and Pizza out of the way. Got a lot more coming with Deuce 101. Keep it right here. Fans in a pro. Mike Hoss, Deuce McAllister. Back after a break. WWLAMFM.com and the Odyssey app. Welcome back. It's uh, Deuce 101. We're going through some of the uh, aspects of uh, Deuce's analysts. And so we can kind of make sure we're all on the same page. We did Peter and Pizza. And this one I hear a lot. And I'm curious. And that's the turkey hole. And is it the same thing as the honey hole? Honey hole and turkey hole are the same thing. Okay. And those are cover two throws. Those are throws that quarterback make in against a cover two defense. So normally you're going to make it. And, and, and so when you see the Saints or teams playing two deep safety, two safeties that are deep, normally they are playing cover two. The cornerbacks, his responsibility is to cover the flat. And when it's cover two man, then of course that's man to man. But if it's one on one, if it's a true fade, then the safety can play over the top and he's going to get the interception. So what you have in the terminology, and, and not only the Saints, that's every team, it's the honey hole, which is about 15 to 18 yards, or you call it the turkey hole throw. I mean, because that's where it has to be, because if you throw it 25 yards, the safety is going to get involved. And the really good quarterbacks, what they do is they hold that safety in the middle of the field as much as possible with his eyes. He already knows that he's going to throw the whole shot throw, uh, but he will hold him just enough where that safety can't get over the top. The really good teams, the really good teams, and depending on where that cornerback is playing, they are going to – the you, you, you only do this in, when it's man when it's two-man, is they're going to throw back shoulder. So, one, the receiver is selling the go route, but he knows at 12 steps that that ball is already gone. And so for me, I'm still selling the go route, but I know at 12 to turn and the football should be right there where I can go up and show hands late and make the make the catch. And so it's it's just it's a back shoulder fade with two man whether um you don't really want him in trail technique and that's the corner playing behind the uh the receiver. Because if he's in trail, now you've got to throw it over the top and the turkey hole throw. If he's in trail, he can make the interception on a back shoulder throw. And so it's just a technique that the cornerback is going to play um, as far as, all right, I know I have help over the top. So I want to take everything away from you um, underneath as far as the cornerback is concerned. So the good receiver, he's going to sell it, sell it, leave a little window, three to five yards for the quarterback to put the football in, first down. Got to take a break. News is next. Fans and the pros, WWAMFM.com, always free on the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 